Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Cruise Radio. On this show, maritime legal expert Jim Walker will talk to us about six tips for staying safe at sea. And we'll be talking to travel writer Chris Owen on his latest article he wrote, What to Expect in 2011 When It Comes to Cruising. Also, Chris wrote an article earlier today that got picked up by Fox News, so that's kind of cool. Very cool. But first, Stuart Shearer on The Cruise Guy joins us. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. This has been in the news quite a bit. CNN, CNBC, been covering this. A lot of cruise ships pulling out of the West Coast. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's amazing. They just kind of woke up uh, after, uh, you know, the latest development. But, you know, this is, you know, the decline in the Mexican market is, has been going on since, easily since uh, 2007. The, the West Coast departures peaked uh, in 2005. But, uh, you know, since about 2007, they've really been going down. And it wasn't the border violence. It wasn't the H1N1 you know, violence. It wasn't the, the, the state of the economy. It's just, look, it's the same itinerary. All they can do is change the ships. And both Royal Caribbean and Carnival uh, made, you know, brought out new ships in 2010. Uh, Royal brought out Mariner of the Seas. Carnival brought out uh, Carnival Splendor. And it just didn't make a bit of difference. But uh, the first line to really make the, the change was, was Princess. Uh, Princess dropped from about 32 sailings down to about 17, oh. and further reduced it uh, again going into next year. Uh, NCL's pulling out. Royal uh, was out with Monarch of the Seas a few years ago from the three and four day market. Uh, they're pulling Mariner of the Seas just left uh, this past Sunday, and it's just been a you know a continuation of look we could take our floating hotels and put them in more profitable areas. Yeah, somewhere nicer too. Um, I mean, the, the, the itineraries in Mexico are, are the same. So how many times do you want to see the same thing over and over again? And it's, it's one country. Uh, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Mexico is a wonderful country. But, you know, a lot of people on the West Coast, they've seen it. It's like uh, if I lived in Los Angeles, you know, I, I've been there a few times. It's like if they added Catalina to, to an itinerary. I don't think too many people would be, you know, too excited out there, considering they're the ones taking the itineraries. It's like I like Catalina. So Royal Caribbean pulled out on Sunday, and uh, Carnival is pulling out uh, next year, right? Yes, uh, and Carnival, it's going to be Carnival Spirit that's leaving, and uh, she's going to be leaving San Diego. So Carnival's out of San Diego, Royal Caribbean's out of San Diego, and all they're left with is uh, this beautiful new cruise terminal uh, down there in San Diego, and uh, seasonal departures by Holland America. One ship, okay. So it's 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 unfortunate. You know, who knows? It could rebound. I mean, in the early 90s, uh, there weren't many cruise uh, lines and ships sailing from uh, the Mex- you know, to the Mexican Riviera either. So it's, it's kind of like a, a cyclical thing. And uh, But the good news is uh, Disney uh, arrives with Disney Wonder for a two-year seasonal stint. Uh, they, they arrive on Friday. That's cool. And where's the Carnival Spirit going? 
Carnival Spirit is actually going to be heading to uh, Australia. Down under. Is this Carnival's first time ever in Australia? It's Yes, it is, but it's, it's Carnival sweet. Cruise Line's first time. Carnival has several other uh, right. entities out there. Yeah. Uh, Princess is down there. P&O Australia is there. So w- what's common, guys, is normally Carnival will you know, start with a smaller, older ship in a new market. And then, kind of, you know, based on demand, either stay there uh, or or put a new ship out there. But in this case, based on what their sister companies are doing, they're confident that uh, Carnival Spirit will, uh, you know, should do well. You mentioned they they love to have fun out there in uh, Australia. Oh yeah. You mentioned Disney. Uh, Can you give us a quick update as to who's going to be the godmother of the dream? Well, unfortunately, uh, Doug and Drag is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's it, believe it or not, it's still uh, you know under under wraps, and uh, you know who knows? Like some other cruise lines, maybe we'll see Tinkerbell do it again. And speaking of drag, let's talk about the three queens. Yeah, let me tell you, that was uh, quite an experience. Uh, that was the second time I was uh, I was up in New York, uh, Canard's three queens, uh, Queen uh, Mary, two uh, Queen Victoria, and uh, the brand new Queen Elizabeth. Uh, all were in uh, New York City, and let me tell you, the, the scenery was gorgeous, and uh, it was it was neat. We were parked, uh, we were on Queen Elizabeth, uh, Queen Victoria was right next to us, and uh, the the real excitement was that night. Uh, Queen uh, Mary II came in from Brooklyn; she was first, followed by Queen Victoria, and then Queen Elizabeth uh, came up the at the end. They sailed by the Statue of Liberty, a big, uh, tremendous fireworks show. Uh, it was lined, uh, you know. The it was it was about. 10, 10 to 12 degrees that night. I mean, it was a biting chill in the air, snow on the ground, but uh, there was still a good amount of people uh, lining the areas to uh, to see it. And, you know, just watching as the ships did the limbo under the Verrazano Bridge, uh, there apparently were uh, quite a few people there as uh, the flashbulbs were going off. So it was, it was an exciting time. And then uh, Queen Victoria and Queen Elizabeth were in Fort Lauderdale on Sunday and uh, are now doing a little bit of Caribbean and actually heading over to the West Coast now. You know it's a slow news day and we're sitting here talking about three ships in a harbor. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, will be back later in the show with your hot deals. Tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise one. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise one. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun? Hassan? Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise one. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise one. Let us send you on your way. Cruise one. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise one. Cruise One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One, yeah, Cruise One. Travel writer Chris Owen is with us once again. Welcome back to Cruise Radio. Glad to be here. You've written a piece for Gadling.com. What to expect in 2011 when it comes to cruising? The first, higher fuel costs mean higher fares. Could be. Um, you know, it's a thing the cruise lines really don't want to do. Um, but when the price of oil gets up to about $100 a barrel, they sure look at it awful hard. 
And when it did last time, they added on a fuel surcharge, which they could do again. They have the right to do it, and this time they've come prepared. Spring break sailings are going to fill up pretty fast this year, huh? Yeah, they are, and they're already filling up fast. In fact, I was looking at some today where uh, cabins would ha- that would hold three or four people, not available, cabins for two, plenty of them. But that doesn't work for families. So that's what fills up a lot of spring breaks is uh, family uh, travel and then college folks with uh, more than two people in a cabin, and they're not going to find some place to stay if they don't hurry up. 2011 is going to be the year of a la carte pricing? It is. Um, you're going to find that more, and not just in cruises, but in other kinds of travel, too, where people will be given more options, not just a one-size-fits-all sort of a travel experience. People are going to be wanting to uh, go out on their own and do different things, and travel agents, uh, travel companies, and cruise lines for sure are going to start offering, if they haven't already, uh, different options that people can do to customize their vacations just for us. In fact, Norwegian Cruise Line started that just today, uh, where they're pushing uh, shore excursions uh, at about the same rate as they're pushing cruises, which is kind of an unusual way to go. More and more cruise lines are getting into social networking? Yeah, they didn't. It's just cruise lines have been kind of slow getting on the wagon there. It's as though they just really didn't quite get it. But um, the big event that kind of kicked the whole thing off and really kind of turned the tide was uh, the New Year's Eve in Times Square in New York, where Carnival uh, put about a ton of uh, confetti down on the crowd. That's right. Uh, It was all handwritten uh, wishes for the next year from people uh, that had stopped by their wishing wall along the way. Yeah, you were there. Yes, and it was fabulous. (laughs) This next one now reminds me of what Holland America is really trying to do, because I guess they've been known for being an older demo, but... Uh, multi-generational cruises take a huge leap in popularity. I guess it's, it's just not just with lines like Holland America, though. No. Uh, in fact, we saw a lot of this when we were in Alaska last year, and I, and I thought it was kind of unusual, but it made sense. Uh, grandma, Grandpa taking the kids and the grandkids along uh, for, for the ride on a, on a vacation. And I thought that was kind of interesting to see. In Alaska, it kind of made sense because Alaska is kind of a one-of-a-once-in-a-lifetime sort of a thing you do. But um, we're seeing that more and more with uh, Caribbean cruises, and not just cruise vacations, but other vacations as well. European sailings will skyrocket. Well, there's a good reason for that. For one reason, cruise lines have repositioned a lot of ships to the European market where they actually get more uh, money per, uh, per berth. It's a more profitable area for them. And there's a lot more capacity in, in Europe now than there has been in years past. And people are taking advantage of that. Airfares are starting to stabilize so people can afford to fly and then get on a cruise. And so people that have had a pent-up desire to go to Europe that didn't for the last couple of years because of economy or flight prices are having the uh, ability to do that now. And lastly, I expect more beefed-up security in 2011. It's just inevitable. I don't know if it'll be quite like going through uh, airline TSA checks, but it's, uh, it's coming. Cruise lines have been lax, and uh, a cruise ship is a prime target for terrorists. Yeah. And uh, something we don't like to talk about, but it's something that they need to address, and they have been beefing things up lately. Uh, we've, had, we've seen a lot less uh, ability for uh, guests to want to, uh, for example, smuggle alcohol onto the ship. It's just not happening like it used to because they're more diligent about that sort of thing. And that's sort of because uh, it's alcohol for one person, but it could be gasoline for someone else, and they need to keep those things off the ship.
And I want to remind our listeners to really encourage everybody that they're traveling with, just as a friendly reminder, to be prepared before you approach the security check. Because you don't want to be that guy or that lady who's holding up the line. Nope. Chris Owen, travel writer, thank you so much for being with us. You can find it at gadling.com. Is that right? That's exactly right. Thank you so much. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel. Or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Last week, we interviewed Jim McKenna from Cellular at Sea, and he raised some very uh, important issues. And we got a lot of questions from listeners uh, about this information. Uh, because if you're like Doug and can easily rack up a cell phone bill uh, because of, uh, well, the calls and the texts late at night, mm-hmm. um, this is certainly for you. Yeah, it is. If you're an AT&T customer, you may want to consider checking out the AT&T Cruise Ship Passport Package. And you could actually set this up before you sail or uh, actually while you're sailing it. Basically, yeah, that's awesome because you don't have to have it ongoing as a monthly. Uh, yeah, you can turn it on fee. and off as needed. And for just 35 bucks a month, the package provides the following services while on the cruise ship Sailor at Sea Network. You get 15 minutes of voice and 15 messages sent. That includes text, picture and video. For a list of qualifying cruise ships, please go to att.com slash travel guide. And for additional information, you can go to att.com slash world packages. Now, to sign up for the package, please log on to your AT&T wireless account at att.com slash mywireless or call 916-843-4685. Obviously, that's a free call from your wireless phone. Maritime legal expert Jim Walker is with us. Welcome to Cruise Radio, Jim. Uh, thanks, Matt and Doug. It's a pleasure to be here. Jim, before we get to your six tips to staying safe at sea, which, by the way, can be found at cruiselawnews.com, I want to ask you something about uh, back in, I think it was 2005, Royal Caribbean's Brilliance of the Seas, the honeymoon disappearance. Whatever was the conclusion to that? Well, the conclusion is that the FBI still has what they're calling an open and active investigation. Yeah. Uh, which means, which doesn't mean a whole lot, quite frankly. And, you know, there's a debate. Did George Smith drink too much alcohol and and sit on the rail and fall off smoking a cigar? I don't think so. Or was he a victim of of something more sinister, uh, which has never really been explained? So I think, unfortunately, that's going to remain a mystery. There's a reason I ask about that, Jim. Do crimes, whether it's like that or, or petty or otherwise, happen more frequently on cruise ships than the media reports? I, I think they do. I think, though, that there, there's somewhat of a saturation of those stories now, and there's so much social media out there now that that uh, the stories are coming out more frequently. I think that uh, it happens more often the public knows, yeah. which is the real the real issue, and it you know it raises the issue of crime statistics. Uh, what are the crime rates and the, the sexual assault rates, the theft rates right. on cruise ships versus your hometown? And uh, if you ask the cruise industry, they say that these incidences are are, are completely rare. And uh, I, I think that uh, the statistical evidence out there is they happen at least as frequently as in your hometown, particularly if you're in a major urban city. Right. Let's get to the six tips to staying safe at sea. And a lot of these, I mean, there's six of these. They, they're all pretty much common sense, but they're obviously great reminders. The first one, watch your kids. Watch your kids. You know, on our Cruise Law News blog, we have logged about a lot of unpleasant things. And uh, I know your listeners, a lot of your listeners are cruise fans, and I don't want to lose half your audience right with sure. the first question. Right. 
but you'll see a lot of a lot of news coming out about child pornography on cruise ships. There are crew members that aren't vetted uh, that pose a risk to children. There are passengers uh, who are sexual predators. Now, all that sounds pretty sinister, but it's the same thing that happens and could happen in your own hometown. I was just going to say, you know, if you go to your sheriff's website and look at the list of sex offenders in your area, you're going to find a disturbing number within a three-mile radius of your home. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The the unique thing, um, Matt, about cruise ships, though, is you have parents who have watched their children, you know, they would never let their kids walk home from school, never let them go to a mall by themselves. And yet... And yet they go on a cruise, and they're they're sucked into letting right. their guard down. Right. And a lot of it is just the natural inclination to want to let loose and relax. But the other dynamic is the fact that the cruise lines really uh, tout this concept of family cruising, that it's, it's safe to let your kids uh, run wild at the HTO, you know, water park. And they talk about, you know, relax, come to the sauna, uh, go to the casino, uh, you know, after the second seating, uh, watch a show, dance up in the disco, uh, and relax while we're taking care of your kids. And, and our concern is that a lot of the counselors on the cruise ships are not properly vetted. A lot of them come from foreign countries where, unlike the U.S., that has a driver's license database and sexual predator databases, a lot of the crew members, particularly the cabin attendants, are from countries that don't have any kind of database, that don't have a Social Security database. There's really no way to vet them, and the cruise lines don't vet most of those employees anyway. They they let the hiring agents um, try to do background checks. So one of the concerns I have on this Watch Your Kids is we have found in the past decade uh, parents let their guards down and they leave their 12-year-old daughter in the cabin or their 9-year-old son and they think it's safe and then they go out and have a good time and a cabin attendant can get in and we've seen a number of, of really very unpleasant things that have happened. A lot of parents are flabbergasted that things like that uh, happen. So, you know, what we what we tell the public on social media and on Twitter and, and so forth is you've got to be careful there are things that happen that happen just like any major city, and there are certain particular risks with uh, cruising because you have um, you have the cruise employees that have access to your cabin, and you need to to stay alert and protect your children at all times. Let's move to number two. You have watch your drinks. Yeah, this this is another thing that sounds like it's just a common sense suggestion that 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 most women should um, should take into consideration any time they go out into the public. Um, there have been a number of uh, sexual assaults that have occurred on cruise ships where women um, have been given date rate drugs. Well, that moves right into number three there. Don't get knee-walking drunk or or let your kids drink. Yeah, you, you know, we were all kids. I was, uh, I was in college. I was in a fraternity. And it's one thing becoming intoxicated on firm stationary ground and it's quite another thing uh, being intoxicated on a cruise ship. There's a big issue uh, that was debated before Congress on the height of the rails and uh, there was uh, a suggestion that some of the rails on cruise ships were too low and I know a lot of your listeners are thinking oh come on give me a break it's an issue of personal responsibility but the law down in Florida the general maritime law applied down in the Florida courts imposes 
legal liability on the cruise ships when they over-serve their passengers. So right. if a bartender serves too much alcohol, serves uh, a guest alcohol to the point of intoxication and then past the point of intoxication, and they get, come up to a railing and they lean over and they fall off the ship, believe it or not, it's going to be a case of liability against the cruise line. It may also be li- liability of the passenger, but it's a dangerous thing to drink too much alcohol on a cruise ship. Let's move on to number four, Jim. You have treat the cruise ship like a major urban city. Anything that can happen on land can and will happen on a cruise ship. Absolutely. And it's no different. You can have a heck of a lot of fun. Cruising is probably the best value that you can have on a vacation. But don't think that you're in paradise. You've got to you have to use your common sense, you have to keep your eyes open, and you have to follow some ba- basic rules. Number five, be skeptical of the safety of cruise-sponsored excursions. Yeah, th- th- this is a kind of one of my pet peeves, and this comes from representing lots and lots of passengers who thought that the zip line in Honduras was safe, and it broke and ended in death. And you would never think that uh, just going on a cruise and participating in one of these activities or getting off with your family in a bus would lead to, to such terrible, terrible results, but it, it does happen. All right, Jim, and the last one you have is disembark in Caribbean ports at your own peril. Yeah, my, my short answer is the Caribbean islands are beautiful, but I find them to be dangerous. And your listeners are going to be thinking, what is this guy thinking, to stay in the United States and, you know, hide under your sheets, and that's not what I'm saying at all. We just find, of all the cruise passengers out of the, around the world, we don't hear problems of people cruising out of Vancouver. We don't hear these types of problems of people cruising in um, Europe or even North Africa, for that matter. But this past year has seen uh, just an epidemic of, of crimes against cruise passengers. There were two incidences down in the Bahamas where a total of 30 Passengers were victims of armed robbery. There's a dozen families robbed in Jamaica during an excursion, and the crime situation is getting worse and worse in the Caribbean. So, sounds pretty depressing. <laughs> sounds Thanks, a little Jim. negative. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> uh, but my, you know, let me just tell you this: 13 million people sail a year, and people are going to continue to sail but you've got to use your best judgment. Again, it's just common sense. You can find these six tips to staying safe at sea on Jim Walker's website, cruiselawnews.com. Thanks for talking to us, Jim. Yeah, I hope it wasn't too much of a downer. You know, I (laughs) tend to depress people immensely. No, no, I just canceled all my cruises for 2011, (laughs) but no, it wasn't depressing. And and people on Twitter uh, tend to shy away from me and run in in the other direction. (laughs) Jim Walker, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us on Cruise Radio. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Doug. Have a question for the experts? Or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. Each episode, we feature Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. If you're going to be in Miami pre- or post-cruise and want to experience one of the city's most long-standing dining establishments, consider making a reservation at The Forge. Located on 41st Street in Miami Beach, less than 10 miles from the Port of Miami, The Forge has been around since the 20s, has served regulars like Frank Sinatra, Jackie Gleason, and Elizabeth Taylor, and continues to be one of the most noted steakhouses in the country. After undergoing an extreme $10 million renovation in 2009, The Forge reopened in March of 2010 with a new look and dining approach. 
a new chef and menu, and a totally new ambiance. The restaurant features a wine bar by Sharif Malnick where you can sample 80 different wines via a by-the-glass enomatic system, plus one of the most impressive wine cellars and collections you'll ever see. The decor and furniture blend both classic and modern elements, begging you to walk around and admire all the eclectic details so you don't miss anything. Dinner will cost you, but it's well worth the splurge to dine and experience the forge just once. Stuart here on the Cruise Guy is back with your hot deals. Well, there is still time uh, for, uh, you know, if you want to get a chance to sail on uh, Canards Queen Victoria, the, uh, the sailing to think about is February 13th, uh, where it's doing a four-night out of Los Angeles. Uh, prices were from $16.95. They're now down to $449 per person. Again, February 13th. If you want to get on board Disney's brand-new Disney Dream, the availability for 2011 is rapidly uh, going away. So if you're thinking about it, uh, really now is the time to book it. Um, the low pricing is starting around $599, but uh, you know the like I said, the availability is is getting very very thin uh, for 2011. Um, you know if you're looking at you know Carnival's got a brand new ship coming out uh, in 2011. It's uh, Carnival Magic. Uh, she's going to be debuting May the first. She's going to be doing seven nine or 12-night Western Mediterranean departing ground trip out of Barcelona. I mean, seven-night will get you to Monte Carlo, Rome, Livorno for Florence and Pisa, Naples for Pompeii, Sorrento and Capri and Messina. And the prices are starting from only $729 per person. So there's your cruise deals for the week. All right, thank you, Stuart. Next week, Holland America's master chef Rudy Sotomine will join us to talk about their new culinary council. That culinary council is pretty cool, too. I was down there when they were had the official culinary council meeting, the very first one down on the Nordam in Fort Lauderdale, and uh, good stuff to come. You really get around to all the industry events, don't mm-hmm. you? Also, our good friend, travel writer Ralph Grizzle from AvidCruiser.com. He's actually on the Disney Dream right now uh-huh. and is updating videos and, and blogs and everything as he goes along. Yeah, check his Facebook page out, facebook.com slash avidcruiser. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.